right, everybody, welcome back. I am joined by an incredible guest who's just got a fascinating story. He is the co-founder and the chief strategy officer of Ledend. This is Maurizio Di Bartolomeo. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for the kind intro, Bryce. That was uh, too, too kind. Well, hey, thank you very much for, for joining us. Um, there, there's so much to dive into, and we don't have a lot of time, but I want to make sure all the good citizens of Crip Nation uh, who are watching you right now understand a little bit about your background. Because when, when we were just catching up before the show, I mean, it's the first time we've had somebody um, with such a unique background and experience kind of coming in to the crypto market. So so let us know who you are and, and kind of how you found yourself here in the crypto markets before we dive into the company. Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the Eufy Video Lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months. But don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recording. Recordings, they're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy Video Lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one. With the three-in-one, you don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. Yeah, no, absolutely. So my name is Mauricio. I, uh, Bartolomeo is my last name. I am originally from Venezuela. And I say that because for the largest, longest part of my life, that piece of my upbringing was irrelevant until I came into Bitcoin and inflation is everything. And that's something I learned a lot about <laughs> growing up uh, by experience, not because I wanted to, uh, right. you know, uh, uh, I'll, you know, you can wait your whole life and people will still not want to understand the problems that are inflicting them. Uh, you know, I find it hilarious that there are still articles in North America that run and say, as early as last year, let's say people still have no idea what caused inflation. Like, well, I have a couple of trillion ideas. Yeah, uh, all the money for team. It's not that it's not rocket science. <laughs> but but yet there is a vested interest in the entire apparatus for you not to know what causes inflation. Because the second you find out, you're gonna get really upset at the mismanagement. And it's almost like that scene in that movie where they say you can't handle the truth. That that's really mm. how the government perceives our ability to understand inflation, right? They 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 see the well. Anyway, going back to where I'm from, no, <laughs> so, it's it's a hidden tax. It's a way for yeah. you know governments to really leverage uh, the the savings of their their constituents, essentially. One hundred percent. So in Venezuela, 
I experienced hyperinflation from a very young age. Venezuela is a country where baseline inflation is 100%, right? Like I, I grew wow. up with, you know, double digit inflation is part of my life. In fact, mm -hmm. you know, to me, the rare thing was to see 2% inflation. That was incredibly strange to me. Uh, to give people a sense of how common inflation is in Venezuela or in Latin America in general, I grew up dancing to songs about inflation. Like our songs start with things like the pesos going down the gutter, the dollars going to the moon, I can't afford groceries. Like mm -hmm. these are all lines in very popular songs. It, just culturally, inflation is part of our culture. It's embedded. It's embedded. It's, we we don't know what life is like without inflation. We've mm -hmm. never seen it, right? And to to many people in Latam, the U.S. dollar is so far superior to their local currencies that they use it as if the U.S. dollar has no inflation, <laughs> right? They they think of it as this the top of the mountain, like the mountain that does not get devalued, does not get devalued relative to your pesos, but relative to U.S. real estate relative to gold, relative mm -hmm. to Bitcoin, we're starting to see that the dollar gets debased. And that is what Bitcoin has allowed us all to do. Because in the past, you could only get a sense of the debasement in the dollar if you could afford U.S. assets. So you could see your house going up in value in dollar terms. I, I challenge everybody listening to this to say, you go in and you buy a house today, a million dollars. You beat it up. You use it. You use it. You scratch the floors. You ding the walls. And you could sell it for more money the next year. Do you think the house got better? Do you actually think the house got better? Is it a better house? Can you buy a bigger house with the proceeds of selling that? No. So it's not your house that's getting better. It is your dollars that are getting weaker. That is the, the you, you have to ch shift your perspective, mm -hmm. right? Like the denominator shifts as fast and as often as the denominator. Right. And we we are we are built to think that the asset value is what moves and the dollar is what's fixed. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's actually the opposite. Mm -hmm. You are not getting richer by owning a house and it appreciating in value. In fact, you can only buy as much of a house once you sell that house. You've protected the purchasing power of your value of your assets. You have not increased them. And the illusion that your purchasing power is increasing is not coming because you're becoming richer. It's because everyone around you is becoming so devalued and debased relative to you that put your savings in an asset and not cash that you feel richer. So all this to say is I, I had a sort of uh, practical postdoctorate degree in inflation, which is <laughs> it's not it's not really. I have a master's. It. But I've lived inflation and I've and I've seen the lies and I've seen the narrative violations. And I've seen how the government tries to say it's never our fault. You know, we printed all this money and now protein prices have gone up. And now it's not that you printed money and elevated the prices of goods. It's that those evil corporate greedy corporations want to fill their pockets with profits. Right. And they're, they're always going to blame it on those guys, right? Never their fault. Never their fault. And to see it come to the U.S. and Canada as soon as it happened after with COVID, I never thought I would see someone like Elizabeth Warren saying they're going to probe turkey producers because mm -hmm. they're they're worried about prices that was to me a huge red flag uh Canadians you know Canadian prime minister threatening grocery stores saying that they can, they need to stop raising prices so we're going to do something about it that it's the scariest thing i've seen and and 
we my dad my dad has a funny line he says you know we come from venezuela we come from the future you know we've seen <laughs> everything that's going to happen to you right and i always used to joke uh, and laugh when he said that but as i started seeing these things unfold i said to myself wow like this is the sort of general life progression of any fiat currency we just got a crash course on it living and dying like three and four times like we experienced in a span of four or five years, what a currency will do in a span of 50 to 80 years, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So we've seen the, the, a condensed life cycle. And um, the stuff that's happening here, it's very much what we saw down there, but it's happening in super slow-mo. Mm -hmm. Whereas over there it was happening at like 3x, yeah. right? Uh, and so and so it's easy to see for us now, we've seen it, now we can see the, like, we can see the parallels. They're very evident. Yeah, and, and and that's kind of what drew you to Bitcoin, right? I mean, because I know um, you know you and your family started mining really during the heart of a, the, I think it was the 2015 bear market. So, so you guys, yeah. you guys found Bitcoin out of necessity, not out of like speculation. Bang on, you know, bang on, and I can't stress that enough, right? Like the way people in Venezuela find Bitcoin is not by reading reading Andreas Antonopoulos's books or Seyfedeen's books. Or you know, uh, uh, or, or, or doing technical book. analysis or whatever. No, here here you have this sort of intellectual journey to Bitcoin, which where it's not out of necessity. Over there, it's very different. It was I got paid. If I don't sell this thing into something, it's going to be worth half in the next hour, and then half the hour after that. So you frantically got on the phone and you started getting somebody to sell you dollars. But nobody wanted to sell you their dollars because somebody wanted your bolivares. You know, you're, mm -hmm. if you're in dollars, you're not selling them, right? right? And what people what people said was, okay, I need to buy something. And so they first started going to uh, non-perishables. So you would buy tires, uh, rice, beans, mm -hmm. cans of tuna, and then you would trade that tuna. So you would trade tuna for sugar or tires for chairs. Um, you got into sort of this barter economy because it's 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 worth much more to you to have these value chips and by way of food than by way of value chips in terms of fiat because your fiat chips are, are worthless whereas your at least your tuna cans can hold their value vis-a-vis -vis the sugar kilo right. or vis-a-vis -a, -vis a kilo of chicken right whereas your your fiat currency does not do that so first you get thrown into this barter economy right then the government starts seeing that you're bartering and they say only one chicken allowed, only three cans of tuna allowed, only two kilos of rice allowed. And so your ability to store value in non-perishables gets taken away. Hmm. First, they take away your ability to store value in dollars. Then they take away your ability to store value in non-perishables. Then they'll start limiting the amount of properties you can buy, like the amount of cars you can own, the amount of houses you can own. So they start basically trying to tap you out of any vehicle that can restore your wealth because they want to force you to hold those fiat units because that's the only way they can print them. Mm -hmm. But what happens is as they were removing these things because they can remove these, these abilities forcefully, right? They can enforce that you can only buy a chicken because they can see the chicken. You, you, you hold the chicken walking out of the store. <laughs> yeah. they can enforce you can't hoard the these things or else they're going to come knock down your door and take you to jail. Correct. You, you, you can enforce all types of accumulation of value Dollars, where are you going to hold them? In your bank, your banks cannot hold dollars. So you're forced to go to cash. Cash that can be seized. Cash is a huge liability in a, market, in a country like that. Mm -hmm. So they basically start trying to strip away your ability to protect your savings. And you start calling frantically and you say, no chicken, no sugar, no dollars. What can I buy? 
And then some miraculous guy on the other side of the line goes, I have this thing called Bitcoin. And you can sell it tomorrow for dollars. It's a bit of a complicated process, but at least you won't have Bolivares. You want to give that a shot. Yes. I'll what try do anything I need? at that point, right? <laughs> you, you'll say yes to anything. And yeah. so they'll say, okay, what do I need? They'll, they'll tell you, go open an account at so-and-so, you know, get a wallet, blah, blah, blah. You can get a self-custodied wallet. You have to go download 12 quarts. Immediately they'll go, I don't have time for that. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so people are not going into this and saying, oh, not your keys, not your coin, or, you know, I got to hold my 12 quarts. They're saying, where do I, what do I click to get a number I can give this guy? Mm-hmm. So that I can get my Bitcoin and I can look to sell it for dollars tomorrow, right? That's that's the world that we got into Bitcoin in. And we didn't even get into this by buying it because my father came from the development world and he want, he was obsessed about physical things and tangible things. So to him, what made more sense at the beginning was to mine it because you could buy the physical computer. And even though you can only mine the Bitcoin with the computer, you still get this weird placebo feeling that you have this hardware asset that you can then use to do other things with it. And you're not just throwing money into some abstract digital good, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning, that's a bit of a stretch to get there. Right. But to get to that physical hardware that gives you that digital good, and then you can kind of, you feel like you have it and you can see it and he's an engineer. So he can feel, you know, he feels like he can understand it a bit better. So we started mining the Bitcoin. And of course, it was very similar because, you know, we were mining it with Bolivar inputs. We were getting dollar outputs. It was it was just wonderful. There was no other business in Venezuela where you could spend Bolivares and earn an output that you could sell in dollars. That was just unseen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And that's when my family starts mining Bitcoin. And my my journey down the rabbit hole doesn't really start actually when even I read the first the white paper. My brother sent me the white paper when he first wanted to get the ASICs uh, back in June 2015. I actually when I went down the rabbit hole was when I went back to the country to visit him. And he was the only guy smiling when all my friends were crying and selling their stuff to leave the country. And while my friends were basically coming to me in tears saying they were letting go of their of their uh, factories and apartments, my brother was on the other side coming to me with a smile saying, hey, if your buddies are leaving any open facilities, they have any, any sort of available power uh, that I can plug into, I'm looking for industrial sites to rent. And so here I was with one side of the world falling apart. The country was falling apart. And here was this guy, my brother, with a smile, bouncing around, looking for places to rent. And I said, how, how, why, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he says, I'm doing the same thing I showed you in the summer. I'm mining Bitcoin. Come and let me show you. And he, I asked him to show me. And the way he would show me is by converting Bitcoin $2, then to Bolivares at the fair market rate and sending those Bolivares to my account. So I went there, I gave him my account number. Within an hour or two, actually, I had the Bolivares hit my account at the right exchange rate. In, a, in, a, in, a, in the context of my friends were selling their assets, nobody could buy Bolivares, nobody could buy dollars, nobody could even store wealth in chicken, cars, properties. But here you were being able to store wealth in this digital good that nobody could stop you from doing. And nobody could stop you from sending abroad or selling for dollars. And when I saw what it did for Venezuelans in that moment, I immediately it clicked what it could do for the rest of the world. And immediately, because I'm Venezuelan, I've talked to so many people in developing countries. We are the norm. Inflation is the norm. Capital controls are the norm. Unfairness is the norm. No right. access to democracy is the norm. Right. We're, we're so spoiled here in, in the States or, you know, in, in Europe or UK, people are thinking, you know, they don't they can never even conceive of the things that you're describing because it's just so foreign to us. Right. But like you're saying, we're here over, you know, in America in, in the small minority of how the world actually works. And you won't necessarily appreciate that unless you go and talk to a bunch of people all over the world, unless you've lined up and seen the endless miles of people lining up for U.S. embassies all over the world to get to the U.S., or the hundreds of people that die every day trying to get to the U.S. by boat from Cuba or crossing the Darien jungle from Venezuela to get to the U.S. U.S. people don't necessarily see, or European people, the world literally kills itself every day to get to these countries. Mm -hmm. Literally. I've had Crazy. friends that have tried to get to the US and Canada and Europe legally, and they've had their visas shut down. And it's their life mission to come to these countries. And they will get rejected once and twice and three times, and they'll continue yeah. because they, they, they're just, they're refrained to, mm -hmm. from, they just have no, they have given up on making a life elsewhere. Yeah. And what's so crazy is, is kind of how we started this off. You know, your, your father says, we're from the future. It's going to happen here too. <laughs> And it's starting to happen here too, where you're getting kind of this runaway inflation. I'm sure it's, you know, kind of moderated a little bit, but 
with some of the wars that are starting to you know develop in the Middle East, what do you think they're going to do? They're probably going to lower interest rates. They're probably going to print more money and do it all under the guise of national security interests. You know, that's how it always starts. So. I, I 100%. And high interest rates does not mean that asset prices can't move higher. Right. Like, if, if you want to take a look, just look at Argentina, okay? Interest rates are 130%. Inflation is 150%. And that's the reported level of inflation. The actual level of inflation is closer to 500. Wow. So you could very well, and then now people ask you, why? Why? Because inflation is not just driven by interest rates, it's driven by money printing. Okay. And you can see, so by the way, just to, for everybody's benefit, when a government runs a deficit, they are printing. Mm. So if you look at the projections for the U.S. government next year, it is a massive one and a half trillion dollar deficit, which is very close to the deficit they ran in COVID years. And Canada's deficit is off the record. Like it's it's and so these guys are are keeping rates high because they don't want you or I to be able to afford our mortgage. They want to keep us out of a job, but they're not going to stop printing. They're like, no no no. It's like hold on, no leverage for you. I still get all the leverage and the ability to print. You guys are just, you know, you're spending way too, you have way too many jobs. You're, you're living, you know, way too comfortably right now. And it's, it's making us uneasy because we're not going to be able to print as much as we want to. So, you know, cool it down over there and don't worry about us. And it's crazy. It, it's, it's just so backwards. And uh, it's, you know, you think we vote these representatives in essentially. And then, you know, they're, they're Congress and they're making these spending bills. And then you have the Federal Reserve who is not elected in. They're just kind of appointed. Um, and so you have all these people um, who are deciding your fiscal policy and your monetary policy. But then enter Bitcoin, where Bitcoin has an algorithmic monetary policy where there's no guessing. There's really it's set in stone from the from the second that Satoshi Nakamoto spun up the protocol that every four years your inflation is going to get half as much. Um, you're going to have a hard set of 21 million Bitcoin. So, you know, it's just so important that everybody who's watching understands that, you know, this is this is truly a, a hard commodity. It's truly a hard asset that that can't be changed by a a, a, a a fallible human, right? Somebody who is infallible is perfect, right? And somebody who's fallible is imperfect. And all humans are imperfect and they make errors in judgment. They see data that lags. And so they they go up, they go down. But with Bitcoin, it's it's a system that's been set in stone. And so people can rely on it. People can trust it. People could, you know, opt into it. It's not like Satoshi Nakamoto's forcing everybody in the world to use it. That's the other thing. Like with you grow up in a country, you got to use that currency. And guess what? If you don't use that currency, you're going to get either arrested or kicked out or, or, or something bad is going to happen to you. But and so it's a, it's not an opt in sort of mechanism. Whereas Bitcoin is opt-in and it's global and it's non-sovereign, meaning there's no country that could come in and say, okay, we're shutting it down. That's why, you know, it, it's so important. And I just I, I I vibe with you so much on this because it's it's a perfect way to, you know, to spend the afternoon discussing, you know, life. I mean, this is truly what 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 life's all about here is, is making sure that there's there's freedom, right? Because in the same way that so many of these countries separated church and state. Now we're seeing the and how that was so important for the the proliferation of of you know uh, empathy and the proliferation of 
just, you know, good humanitarian efforts and everything, when you're not forced to believe one thing that might not resonate with your soul, now we're having a separation of money and state. And it's becoming clearer and clearer and clearer every day. Um, and it's it's something that's, you know, vitally important. Clearly, you know, you understand this. I just hope everybody at home who's listening um, understands it. But uh, Mauricio, while I have you, uh, you know, I know your time is precious. I want to know about the company you started, which is a big company in the space, and it's very important. So I want to make sure everybody uh, understands what Ledin is. Uh, thank you, Bryce. So first of all, I agree with basically everything you said. I think the ability to opt out of a currency should be a human right. Nobody mm -hmm. should be forced to save in any particular instrument, especially if it's being weaponized against you. Right. Um, so fully agree. And I think there's a big overlap between those people that are that can understand inflation at a base case and those who can understand Bitcoin. There's like there's like a perfect Venn diagram between you being able to understand money and your ability to understand Bitcoin. That's mm -hmm. and and it's impossible to tell someone about Bitcoin if they don't understand basic money principles or economic principles. And a lot of times that doesn't come naturally. Um, so completely agree with you. Um, Lenin, as the name suggests, is a lending company. And the reason Lenin came to be primarily was because Adam and I, uh, Adam's a business partner, we, uh, we set up a mine as I started mining in Venezuela. And when we were trying to grow our mine and help other people grow their mines, um, we ran into the same issue as many others did. We we had a Bitcoin business. We wanted more Bitcoin. We needed to reinvest in the bit business to grow it, but we didn't want to sell the Bitcoin that was so hard for us to earn. Mm -hmm. And we went around and because every time we sold the Bitcoin to reinvest in the business, Bitcoin would rally tremendously and we would lose all the upside. So it, it was, you know, we, we all wanted a way to hold the Bitcoin and reinvest in the business. Effectively, what we wanted was somebody to give us a loan and take our Bitcoin as collateral. And we we asked for a loan. I mean, people laughed at us at first. They laughed at us three, four times. They said, "This isn't Bitcoin's not an asset. Bitcoin's not an asset. Who would do that? Why would you do that?" And inevitably, we after three people kind of laughed at us. We looked at each other and we said, "We're going to do this. We're going to solve this problem." And we created Lenin with one simple mission: to give people dollar loans and let them hold their Bitcoin. So at Lenin, you come in, you put your Bitcoin as collateral, you get a loan. When you repay the loan, you get your Bitcoin back. So if Bitcoin moves up in price during that time, that's all you. If Bitcoin goes down in price, we may ask you to add additional collateral because we only uh, that's the only collateral we have for the dollars that we lent to you is the value of the collateral. So as it drops and gets closer to the amount we lent to you, we'll ask you to top it up more. Uh, so that was the general premise of Lenin. It was very simple. Uh, and we like to say that the best restaurants have the smallest menus. So we like to do a few things, but better than anyone else. So at Lenin, you will have the best experience lending, borrowing against your Bitcoin. You have things like auto top up where your collateral can be moved from your transaction account to your loan account if you're traveling and the price crashes uh, and you don't want to get liquidated. You pre-authorize letter to do that. Uh, if the price goes up tremendously, the same way we ask you to, to give us more collateral, you get the option to remove excess collateral if the price rips. And you can do that with three clicks on that. Um, and then, of course, by lending dollars to people that don't want to sell their Bitcoin, we have the ability to pay interest people that deposit dollars to us. So you, we have growth accounts in USDC and USDT, the, the two main stable coins where clients can deposit dollars with us. These services are not available for US and Canadian residents, importantly, but they are available for the rest of the world uh, broadly. And you can send us dollars, you get interest. And basically, people send us dollars, we pay them eight and a half percent. We take those dollars and we can lend them to the people that don't want to sell their Bitcoin. We lend those at 12 and a half. 
And so that is how we're able to pay the eight. So we we lend the twelve, we borrow at eight. The difference is how lending keeps the lights on. Yeah, like um, you know, kind of net net interest. There's a little bit of a spread there. So what's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got it. Yeah, you got it. I love it. Um, and I like the name Ledin. Uh, I think it's kind of a play on words of like HODL, right? Where you have H-O-D-L is kind of hold on for dear life. And, and Ledin is kind of where they mix those two last letters. Is that right? Or am I missing something? Yeah. So the, the the premise of the name was we let in so you can hodl. So we, <laughs> so if, it, if, uh, if, if you look at our Twitter account, it's, the handle is hodl with Ledin. Uh, and so that was really the premise is, yes, we will let in so you can hodl. So uh, the, we wanted to hodl. Uh, and so we needed somebody to lend to us. And that was that was a play on words. I and the it. domain was available. Yeah, <laughs> so. and the, yeah that, that's always the most important thing. You check the trademarks and on the like nobody's going to come up with this because this isn't even a word uh, unless you're in the know in crypto. But um, no, I'm curious. I mean, so you guys have been around for a while and, you know, 2022 was was really the year of collapses of lending facilities, whether it was BlockFi, Lloyd, uh, sorry, BlockFi, Voyager, Celsius. Um, obviously, FTX was lending people's money that they didn't even have the rights to lend. Um, and it all came crashing down. Uh, but you guys survived. And so I want to know a little bit about your insight. Like, what was going through your mind when that was happening? And how did you guys survive when many competitors failed? That's a great question. And something that is, I think, you know, should still be in top of mind for everybody. So um, as you said, last year, 2022 was a very challenging year for lending, uh, for the lending markets in general. Why? Largely because of fraudulent operations of some very big players mm-hmm. uh, that ended up being frauds. Uh, you know, the, there's ample evidence coming out now about FTX in Alameda. There's also, you know, you can hear the headlines and, you know, Genesis was you know, doing some things in the back end that didn't seem to be so great as they are now coming to light. Um, so Lenin has always been very different than all these other platforms. On the surface, the services look similar, but on the back end, they could not be more different. You know, in the run-up of 2021, they would refer to you know, people in the industry would refer to Lenin as the boring Canadians. 
because we only supported Bitcoin. We only supported USDC, uh, the top two assets in the space at the time. Mm -hmm. We never paid the highest yields because we never put client assets in DeFi farming. We always did things internally. Uh, you know, we the dollars that we lend are lent to our clients. Uh, and, and when we didn't lend to our clients or we had access, we would lend to institutions. Similar with the Bitcoins that we got, we aggregated them and we lent to institutions. We had very strict underwriting uh, guidelines and, and risk management policies. For example, uh, Three Arrows, which was one of the main players that collapsed last year, um, they came to our desk and they tried to borrow from us several times. And as part of our onboarding requirements, we require any institution that wants to borrow from Lenin to present financial statements, which they weren't willing to share. And we did not lend to them. And you know, oftentimes they would say to us, you are the only lender that's not lending to us. How could that be? You're going to regret this. Uh, and you know, that doesn't work at that. <laughs> uh, so we never lent to them. Therefore, we were never exposed to Three Arrows. Um, we... We were always, uh, we've always been very careful to manage concentration risk, exposure risks to any one particular counterparty, uh, so that when when you overexpose yourself to any one counterparty, you are tying your fate to the fate of that counterparty, right? Like if if they make a mistake and you can't uh, afford to absorb the, the the size of that mistake, you're you're done the same way they are. So that is concentration risk, and that is risk management 101. Uh, it's something that we're very careful with here at Latin. And um, so that, and then the other thing is we do proof of reserves. So every six months, an accountant comes to Latin. They look at all of the assets we hold on behalf of our clients. They look at all the assets we have in our custodian, lending, you know, loan agreements, uh, banks, exchange partners, et cetera. And they ensure that we have enough assets to cover our liabilities. They produce a report that our clients can go and review. Um, we also have what's called the open book report where we break down how the assets are being lent out at Lenin. So you can see why we pay the yield that we pay and how we generate that yield. So for example, you can see how much of the Bitcoin in our growth accounts is lent out, how much of it is in custody, what percentage is lent out to which institution. So you can see how much is lent to each person. If you're uncomfortable with any of those breakdowns or balances, you have the option to withdraw. And that is very important. Why? Because if people had had the option to look at how concentrated a group like Voyager was, the Three Arrows, without even looking at the name, you just see that they've lent sixty percent of your balances to one group, and you're going to run. It, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter who that one group is, right? So at Lenin, you can see these percentages, uh, and you get a level of transparency that you don't get really anywhere else. And we we've always focused on the return of capital rather than the return on capital. So I like for us, that's smart. <laughs> uh, so for us. That wasn't really necessarily in vogue in 2021, uh, but sexy became the new boring. And mm -hmm. uh, and so business has been good. Uh, uh, you know, uh, obviously we, we, we don't take any joy or pleasure in the pain that others suffer. We're trying to help right now the Celsius clients refinance their loans with Latin. Uh, and I can tell you firsthand how painful that is for these people. Uh, but it's something that we, this industry should never see again. And and we we want to be, a big reason why that doesn't happen again. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I like that saying, like, um, you know, markets go in cycles and what's old becomes new and what's new becomes old. And and like you said, like you guys were really, you know, quote unquote boring last year because you were offering realistic yields and everybody else was offering 20, 25% yields. But now that high yield sexy stuff is now boring because nobody's actually going to want to be doing that because they know how risky and how speculative is everybody's going to now want to go with 
um, what was boring and is now sexy, which is kind of just safer yields, right? Like, let's just be more transparent, um, more accountable, and let's care more about actually getting our capital returned than earning return on our capital. So you, you guys got it going on. Um, I think it's incredible what you guys are doing. Um, and, and, and Maurizio, I mean, uh, what's next kind of for Ledin? Are, are you guys going to be branching off to maybe different you know, currencies? Are you guys going to be trying to maybe do the United States and Canada and break in there? How do you guys think about your strategy? So the biggest things we have coming in the roadmap, so we just announced support for a Tether, which was something that we, would, we, we used to get a lot from our clients. So that's on the platform. We've just announced support for Ethereum as well. So Ethereum is the first uh, asset that Ethereum and, and Tether really are the two assets that we've announced since we announced USDC back in 2020. Uh, so like I said, we like keeping a very tight menu. So we don't foresee additional assets in the near future. Um, what you'll see is is rounding out the the full suite of services for those new assets. So, for example, you're going to see Ethereum back loans, Ethereum 2x. You're going to see Ethereum dual cryptocurrency notes. Uh, it, you know the ability to buy and sell Ethereum with your stable coins. All that stuff is coming. Um, in terms of products, so we just launched custodied loans, which is something that I'm very very excited about. So, custodied loans, as I mentioned, you know we 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 like developing products that are always safer and and have more sort of uh assurances and and, and guardrails for our clients so mm -hmm. one thing we heard loud and clear after the collapses of last year is that people want to have as much certainty and have their collateral as protected as they possibly can so we've rolled out an option that's called the custody loan which now um basically allows you with their existing loan with a standard loan model Ledin has the right to rehypothecate your collateral or relend your collateral in 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 the right market conditions. We don't do that right now, given market conditions. You can look at the open book report and see what percentage of it is pledged to institutions for additional liquidity and what is in custody. But we've now rolled out the option for clients to you to do custody loans, and these are loans where the collateral is held is not relent, right? It's pledged to an institution. And if it's when it's pleasure that institution, it's held in third-party qualified custody or in a in a bankruptcy remote trust. And contractually, the 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 institutional parties that we work with have no right to relend or rehypothecate that collateral. So for the client, they will have the certainty that their client their collateral is not being relent. And of course, that comes at a slightly higher interest rate because you know there, there's different pricing implications based on these. But it's a product that is again. Uh, very much leaden, you know. It's it's yeah. it's boring. It's safer than what we have today, and so it's it goes always to the more more visibility, more transparency, more accountability, uh, and and easier to understand. So that is a product I'm really really excited about. And then my last question before you, while I still have you, is kind of on the the practices of DeFi lending. You know, there's MakerDAO, Compound, Ave, these sort of facilities. You know, high level, you know, what are your thoughts and um, are any of them kind of maybe worth exploring for some of our viewers? So I think DeFi and CeFi are very complementary to each other. And I think you're going to see some changes in the DeFi world. Again, product of regulation, right? Like, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of these front ends having to IP ring fence people here and there and, and KYC people here and there. So you're going to see a lot more of that. Um, and, and I think that clients should 
ex, you know prepare for DeFi to you know to get challenged more uh, by regulators. I think right now the focus has been on centralized entities, but it's 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 gonna come for DeFi. Like they're you know they're slowly making their way through DeFi. So as long as you're aware of of that, I think again, DeFi and CeFi are very complementary. Why? Because CeFi can do programmatic lending and short-term lending better than any human can. So if I'm going to take a loan for a day, 48 hours, 24 hours, a, a computer program is going to be much better at facilitating that loan and pricing that loan than a human will. Um, because you can take collateral, they can all be programmatic. Give me the collateral, you take the loan out. 48 hours, variable interest rate. I don't really care what the rate is because it's only 48 hours. So I'm okay to draw from a pool where my rate may vary, right? And if you look at DeFi, most of the rates are variable because they have to be, mm -hmm. right? Like you can't, you have to always match maturities. What CeFi can do really well is finance real life things and interact with real life um, use cases. So for example, at Lennon, we have the Bitcoin mortgage where you can take Bitcoin and a property. No DeFi entity could take security on an asset, on a physical asset, right? Um, at Ledin, for example, you know, when you take out a loan with Ledin, you'll get your statements. And at the end of the month, you get your statements and you can give to your accountant and report your taxes. And you can't do that in DeFi. No one's going to no one's gonna help you do that. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have questions at Ledin or if you need a copy of your legal agreement for whatever reason, you can contact our support team. They will give you that. DeFi cannot do that, right? What DeFi can do where Ledin cannot is you can get a $10 million loan for 24 hours to arbitrage between two exchanges, right? Like Lenin won't be able to do that for you. Um, yeah, the so flash I, loans. <laughs> correct. So I think it's I think they're both complementary to each other. Uh, and depends and depends on your goals and what you want. But I mm -hmm. think DeFi will be very good at short-term lending, like zero hours to one week, call it. And then DeFi or sorry, CeFi will, you know, be much better at doing you know, three months to a year type of lending. Uh, and so I think I don't I think both are complementary. Yeah, and I, I definitely see a future where they're both kind of working together, and maybe some product offerings that you guys have, you know, is offering some variation, some fork of Maker, Ave, or whatever. Um, but yeah, that that's all the time that we have. I want to make sure people know where to find you. Um, give us a website. Give I know a Twitter handle that you guys have, um, just so we could put those in the show notes for everyone. Definitely. So Ledin is Ledin.io and at HODL with Ledin at, uh, on Twitter and at Ledin.io on Instagram or whichever one you prefer. And then I um, am at, at Cryptonomist at, at the end, Cryptonomista, so Cryptonomist with an A at the end. And uh, that's my personal uh, Twitter account. And that's where I'm most active. And you can find me on LinkedIn too, just type my name. I'm looking you up right now and I'll come find you uh, and we'll connect here on Twitter. Thank you so much, Maurizio, for sharing your story, sharing your company with us and for making the world a better place. Hey, no worries, Bryce. Thank you for sharing and, and giving us the chance to, to you know let people find out what we do. Absolutely. All right, everybody stay tuned. We'll have some more great guests coming your way.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.